A few years ago, when I decided to begin my journey of bettering myself, of um, getting to know myself, of being at that point in my life where I knew that I was pretty much rock bottom and that I'm either going to um, go up from here or this is going to be it for me. This is going to be my story and this is where I'm going to stay. So it it was at that time where I decided that this was not going to be it for me and I wanted to do better. I wanted to be better and I made the decision to do that. Um, I, I decided that I wanted to be at peace. Um, I decided that I wanted to be able to look in the mirror and be happy with who I saw. Now that began with my physical. Um, at that time, I was still relaxing my hair. I was still getting weaves all the time. Uh, and I said, you know what? My first step is going to be that because that is what I will be reminded of every time I pass a mirror. So I began taking steps to embrace my natural self, my natural hair. I began to embrace myself, you know, by not having to wear makeup all the time. It was a slow process of growing, you know, and falling in love with Six as she was in my raw form. You know, at that point, you know, once I got comfortable with that, I started taking the steps I needed to get to know my history. You know, get to know exactly who I am. Where did I come from? Um, Kind of understanding why I was in the position I was in in society. Understanding what contributed to me becoming who I was. um, You know, accepting what was unhealthy in my family. um, And so then I began to, the peace started to show up. I forgave everyone in my life that needed to be forgiven. I let go of any hurt or abuse that had happened to me. And it took it took time because I'm not going to be that person that says, oh, and before you know it, everything was okay. It definitely took time. Um, but as the years went by, I was able to obtain peace. Um, I was able to obtain acceptance of myself. And it was a great feeling. So now I'm like, ooh, you know, this is great. I want to share my findings, share what I've learned with other people. Um, so I set out to do just that. Uh, I never put myself uh, in a certain, on a pedestal or gave myself a certain title. It was more so like, hey, this is what's working for me and it may work for you too. And, and I just became very transparent, became very open. Um, and, and it started to catch on because it was like everyone's online like, oh, I'm living my best life, best life, best life. And I think it was refreshing for people to run into me, someone who was like, nope, I was not living my best life. I was miserable. I definitely wasn't operating at my highest potential and I needed to make a change. This is what I did. It worked for me. I'm going to share with you what I did. You can give it a try. It ain't for everybody, but this is what it is. So so it caught on so well because people were like, thank you for being honest. Everyone is out here trying to make it look like and convince people that they have no issues. So before I knew it, people had kind of put me somewhere I didn't want to be. Um, and that I, that I wasn't 
prepared to be. Um, but I knew I had to step up regardless. I'm like, you know, if people are coming to me and letting me know that, you know, they've learned so much for me or things that I did have saved their marriages, saved themselves. I've had people come to me and tell me that they heard something that I said or an experience I shared and it made them understand that they can get through where they're at. So once I realized that I was, if I, in my mind, if I even touched one person in that way, that meant more to me than anything. So the fact that it was multiple people sharing that hearing my story and me being so open about things gave them hope like, okay, I can eventually become that too. I can eventually obtain peace too. Okay, this happened to you six. The same thing happened to me. But you are proof that I can still find love after that. You are proof that I can still have a healthy child through all of that. Um, so now, you know, we fast forward to present day uh, where I am now. And I'm definitely multifaceted. There's different sides to me. I have my times where I'm serious. I have my times where I'm joking. Uh, my friends that have known me for a long time, people in my everyday life, everybody describes me as goofy. You know, she always keep you laughing. Um, and so that's what it is. I'm me. Now, what has happened is when I started going really public with my beliefs of myself, of my culture, um, when I started coming forward, sharing information with my peers um, I was hesitant to do that in the beginning. And, and I was hesitant because I'm like, you know, are people going to let me live? You know, I'm at this place now. This is what I'm doing right now. But is there going to be people that are going to hold on to those outdated versions of myself? I'm like, if, you know, I used to be a dancer, I, I come from poverty You know, I have a child, I had a child unmarried, I'm a single parent. I'm like, you know, are people going to look at the way it looks on paper for me and kind of write me off? Will people take me seriously? Uh, And that that was a worry for me. Um, But the people in my life that love me and support me, they were like, listen, Six, you have a gift. You just have a relatability. Um, You have a certain laid back, fun spirit about yourself that attracts people. It draws people. And if you are given that gift where you're very empathetic and you can understand other people's emotions, you can, you know, you're a caring person, you need to share that. So I kind of put my fears aside and I just full blown became unapologetic about who I was and unapologetic about teaching and leading my people and it felt good. I was like, "Whoo. It feel it felt really good to be myself." Um I felt very relieved. Um it, it made me very happy that majority of people um would receive me in a positive way and and I went into this as a beautiful, tall, intelligent, sexy black woman. And I said, okay, now, once I know this about myself, and I knew that once my confidence grew to that point, once I got to that point where it was like, listen, I know who I am, I know what I am, and there is nothing anyone could tell me, I was willing to accept 
the backlash that comes with that. I just got to the point where I just didn't care anymore. I was like, everyone is entitled to either receive me or not. I will have, I promised myself that I would not have any hard feelings towards anyone that did not want to receive me. I decided that no one owed me anything. If people fuck with me, they did. If they didn't, they didn't. There was going to be no hard feelings from my end either way. So I'm like, they're going to ridicule you, ridicule you. They're going to dig up your past. They're going to try to bring you down. But am I ready for that? Yep. Can I handle it? Yep. Do I care? No. Okay. Um, now, at present day, um, there has been multiple attacks on me as a person. Um I think it can be very difficult for people to understand me, why I do the things I do, why I do things the way that I do them. And so I understand that I will not be everyone's cup of tea and that's fine. Now, uh, recently, I feel like the more I grow, you know, now that I'm in such a healthy relationship and I think people are seeing um And not saying that a man necessarily completes me, but I think that people are seeing that I'm balanced. I think people can see that I'm loved. I think people can see that I'm appreciated. And when that happened and when I decided to be open about, you know, that I'm in a relationship and I'm in love and this is what it is, I knew at that point that that would also piss people off. Um... Because a woman like me, you know, they love to condemn me to singleness and loneliness the rest of my life. Like, oh, you wanted to deal with a bad boy and you had a baby by him. And so, you know, you stay in the dirt with the decisions you made. I hate when y'all get with these bad boys and have these babies. Then you want to have the good guys take care of them. You know, so I'm like, I know now that I found love that there's going to be people that will be pissed off like that. For two reasons. One, because like I said, hey, you know, they're going to feel like, oh, yeah, I always want to have the babies and find a good guy. So I knew that would be one reason. And I knew another reason would be because there's men out there that felt like they wanted to be my man. So I'm like, oh, Lord, you know, once they see I got a man, they're going to feel away like they're going to think I cheated on them or something because, you know, there's guys that really in their mind have like social media girlfriends and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, Lord, I, I knew I was prepared for it all. So, um, unfortunately, you know, as I'm sharing my relationship, there's people that come for my king all the time talking about him and how he looks and what he wears. And I'm just like, wow, people are really crazy. Like I knew it was coming, but you know how you, you kind of know something's coming, but you in your mind don't think that people are that weird. So it's like you know it, but you don't really accept it. Um, So now recently, there has been people that have questions and and they're coming at me about um, the way I choose to dress. And there's people that feel like um, the way I dress is correlated to the kind of woman I am um, or that the way I dress... um, defines me and the way that you dress does define you to a certain extent that's why you know if there's a somebody in a a police uniform you're going to assume them to be a police 
you know if there's somebody with a firefighter's uniform on you would assume them to be a firefighter right so what we wear does um define us to a certain extent now um there's different kind of women in this world um i feel like all black women are beautiful as in them being uh created as a black woman now there's many things that can happen to each of us that can make us either stay sacred and divine like that or you know we can fall off from that um but not every woman is sexy um there are some women that they're just not and it's not a good or a bad thing there can even be women who are pretty or beautiful, but they're not sexy. I know women that are sexy, but are not necessarily the most pretty or beautiful thing. Every woman kind of has her own strong points. Every woman has her own swag. Every woman has her own level of sensuality, of sexuality. Some people grew up never seeing affection or any kind of nudity or bodies or I grew up in a household where nudity was not an issue. If I saw my mother changing or something, she didn't, whoo, you know, like, oh my God, don't look. You know, it was always, we all slept in the same bed. It was always, you know, if my, me and my, my mom would take a bath for me and my brother together from kids. So the human body has never been something to me that's like shameful. Like, oh my God, like you can't see it. So I'm going to address the way I dress for everyone because I think it is an extremely valid question or concern to say you know okay uh I feel like you dress sexy you know I feel like you definitely like to show skin um and there will be people that will feel like that's inappropriate um so before I go into addressing this I want to say that if you feel like women should be covered up at all times You are 100% entitled to feel that way. Okay. That is, you are not wrong for feeling like that. That's the way you feel and you should never apologize for that. And I respect what you feel. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put that out there. Now, at the end of the day, I am going to do what my spirit says is right. Um, That's the way I choose to operate. And that's what it is. Me at this point in my life, I consider myself to be a sexy woman. Um, I could have on a turtleneck and a skirt down to the floor and I will still be sexy. It, what I wear does not make me sexy. I am sexy within myself. I have a high sexy or about myself. I have a high level of sensuality. I think I am so fine. Okay. I don't know how else to say this. Now, y'all might be thinking I'm crazy, but I'm keeping it like a thousand with y'all. No matter how, (laughs) no matter if people get me or feel me or not, I'm going to keep it a thousand. This is what goes through my head. Now, I think I am so fine. Like sometimes, like I look at me, I'm like, you fine. That's just me. Okay, you can't tell me that I'm not the finest thing walking. All right. Now, you could take that as arrogant or cocky, however you want to take it. I don't care. Talk about that with your mama. 
but I myself find myself to be attractive and sexy. So when I see a, a dress with a nice silhouette that show off these long legs and these toned thighs, I, I be in a gym. I work hard for this body. Baby, you better believe. <laughs> you better bet your bottom dollar that when I see that sexy dress on the rack, I'm getting it. I'm wearing it because I look good. Now, some of the sexy dresses I wear, not every woman could wear them because not every woman has the sexy aura to go with. There are some women where if they wore the things I wear, I they it, people will look at them like, Sharon, what are you doing? Sharon, take that off. You know, there are some women who would look silly trying to be sexy because it's not them. Every woman has different things that makes her her. It makes her special. There are some women where they're quirky or they're witty and they have different things that that makes them attractive or that they like about themselves. For me, it's sexy. Now, I have yet to see a woman that looks like me um, have an issue with being sexy. It's hard for me to want to have one blanket thought process on how a woman should dress when each woman is different there are some women that don't have the body to wear little dresses okay when when I see women the women that I see preaching about modesty it's like it's one thing to be modest and it's one thing where you can't wear certain things and you would look silly I think every woman should dress for her body type you know so the fact that I don't see tall, curvy women or just curvy, sexy women. I don't ever see them saying, oh, y'all bitches, y'all dirty ass, bitch ass whores need to put some clothes on. The only women I see talking about put some clothes on, they're either super skinny with no shape or they're bad bodied or they're like regular. Like even they put on a sexy dress, it wouldn't necessarily look sexy on them. Like, why are the sexy women not having a problem with a woman being sexy? And I'm going to use this as a reference because even though it's not the same thing, it's kind of similar. I have put a post on Facebook and I was like, any man with no beard is a girl. And it was totally a barber joke. But it was men that was seriously butthurt in the comments like, having a beard doesn't make a man, da 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 But guess what? Guess who the only men having an issue with the post were? The ones with no beards. You know, so it's like when I see people dragging me online about what I choose to wear and you click on their page and it's like, oh, you couldn't wear that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And, and, And we tend to do that as human beings in general. If something if something or someone has something that you can't get. It tends to make people want to downplay it. Because subconsciously in your human mind, it's not obtainable for you. So therefore, you want to go ahead and put it underneath that or make it seem like you don't want it. And it's like, Sharon, if you put this same dress on that I had on, you would look dumb in it. So that's why you don't wear it. You know what I'm saying? You don't show your legs because you got cellulite. Okay, you, you, you know, you may not wear a backless dress because maybe your breasts don't sit up. Maybe you got back knee. I don't know, but... Honey, I ain't got none of that going on. So, baby, I'm showing it off and I look good. And I'm going to be cocky for a second, you guys. 
you know, and, 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 and you can call me that, but I just got to tell y'all how I really feel. And this is just how I really feel. Um, whether, whether it offends people or not, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. I don't feel uncomfortable. I would have no issue with my children seeing me in my dress. Now, would I wear a little dress to, you know, Sunday family dinner? No. Would I wear this little dress to a PTA meeting? No. Okay, but if I'm going out to a nice, grown, and sexy, classy event, and I have a little sexy dress, it's getting put on. And that's the appropriate environment to wear it. If I'm going to the beach, I might put on a thong bikini. I might put on a little bathing suit. Now, would I wear the bathing suit to the mall? No, but I'm going to wear it at the beach. Okay, Um, I'm a grown woman, so I know when and where it is appropriate to wear certain things. Okay, my belief, because no one, there's no law about this. Okay, because you got some black people that say we're supposed to cover up, yet our melanin, our skin literally dries up and grays out if the sun doesn't touch it. So some may make it sense. How am I supposed to, in my mind, I'm going to go off of what I feel. So if my body needs the sun to survive, then in my mind, that means that nature did not intend for me to go outside with my head and my whole body covered up. Then they say, well, you know, you don't want men to have those thoughts about you and you don't want, you know, colonizers to see your body. Baby, let me tell you, men know who to try and who not to try, okay? Uh, Because whether I go out in a little dress or jeans and a sweater, niggas still can't touch me. They still can't talk to me. It don't matter what I got on. You know what majority of brothers do if if I'm out and and I'm looking sexy? You know what they do? Nothing. They may look and they, they give me a look like, whoo, too rich for my blood. The look is like, go ahead, queen. You killing it. When I go out looking sexy, I have brothers that will be like, you know what, queen? You got this. Damn. You get it, girl. That's more of their, their, their persona. They're not putting their hands on me. They're not acting thirsty. Okay, I'm going out. Uh, when I got my, my heels on, I'm going out as a six foot four. 175 pounds stacked Amazon. Men are not coming and shooting their shot to me. They're terrified. They're shaking in their boots. And not only that, but it's about how you carry yourself. I've never had someone that knows me in my real life and refer to me as a hoe or a thought. It's about the way I carry myself. I demand my respect. Ain't nobody touching with me or messing with me no matter what I have on. That concept may be difficult for some to understand because there are some women that ha ha keep keep, you know, in niggas faces and those are the women where men can look at them in their eyes and they feel invited to come touch you or talk to you. But when I have my spirit on of I look good, you can't tell me nothing and all you can do is look but don't touch then that's exactly what it is. Men know men don't like rejection. So they're not going to come to me and try to shoot their shot when they know good and well they don't stand a chance. 
Okay. Um, so, you know, all I can say is that everyone is entitled to feel the way they feel. Nobody has to deal with six of goddess. If six of goddess um, offends you or makes you feel the way, it's no love lost. Okay. It, it's no hard feelings. It's just, that's your decision. And that's cool. That's cool. There are so many women who are married and sexy. Married women that still can wear sexy dresses. You know, they, they don't have to dim themselves or dim their light to make their man feel secure because that's exactly what it's all about. There are men in this world that have never experienced the feeling of a woman only wanting them for who they are. There are too many men who have never experienced that. Okay? There are too many men who have never experienced true trust for a woman. Um, there are men who have never experienced that freedom of knowing she can go anywhere or do anything. And I know she's still coming back to me because I know that she loves me. And I know that I make her feel in a way that no one else can make her feel. There are too many brothers that have never had that. So they want to attack my king like you let her go out the house like that. Meanwhile, my man, the, the things they talking about, he's totally like, what? You know, he looking at it like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even know that y'all was actually, you know, checking for that. Um, There are too many brothers where they feel like they have to. There are brothers that feel like they don't want to compliment their woman. Because they don't want her, you know, feeling herself and feeling too confident. There are men who don't want their woman going anywhere. She can't go out. There are men who, um, they want to dictate what she can wear. There are men who feel like if their girl goes out looking sexy, that she's going to grab the attention of someone better than them. They feel like, man, if my girl went out looking that good, I know she's going to attract the attention of some rich dude or, or dude with some swag and she ain't coming back. That's the way they think. They think, man, my girl went out like that. She, she, ain't, she ain't coming back to my lame ass. Okay, and I, and I feel for brothers that, ha, that experience that and that haven't been able to say, okay, I can go ahead and I don't have to worry about, you know, what she's doing or how she's going out. I know she's coming back to me. You know, and um, so that's that's how I feel about that subject. And it's something that I wanted to address because I understand it's something that I wanted to address because I do understand it is a it is a valid concern. I do understand a lot of people feel like a woman should be covered up. She shouldn't be wearing certain things. And it's just somewhere I disagree with, Um, you know, but because of the direction that I'm going in, the things that I talk about and the things that I do, I felt like I definitely did owe a thorough explanation on my mindset behind what it is. And in a nutshell, I'm fine as hell. I think I am a different type of fine than majority of women. And I think I have been blessed genetically. I work hard for this body. Um, I think I'm naturally beautiful and that's what it is. Um, 
But like I said, I was ready to receive the backlash because we already know that society has a stigma about seeing black women happy. Society also has a stigma about people that do not need the validation of others. Um, People tend to like people um, that need them, people that need their validation, that need them to like them. People like that. Then they have control. Um, But people tend to get upset when they do not have control over how you feel about yourself and that's fine so um that's my truth in the purest rawest form ever (laughs) if you feel me you feel me if you don't you are not required to um making memes about me taking time out of your life to like scroll through my 5,000 posts to pull up pictures and videos from years ago I find all that to be extremely sick I feel like um when our children are in the positions that they're in when we as a people are in the positions that we're in we have to be very careful about where we direct our energy Um, Worrying about my dress should really be the least of our concerns, considering that we have much bigger things going on here. Um, I always wonder, you know, when people try, it's like I do so much to uplift and empower black men. And I do so much to uplift and empower black women. So when I see my brothers and my sisters doing so much to call me out my name and drag me down and trying it it makes me wonder so what is your purpose in this what what are you looking to make this outcome do you want everyone to be like you know what fuck six of goddess fuck her podcast fuck her product line fuck her website we ain't supporting shit we do y'all want my man to leave me you want my son to look at me like i'm the worst mom in the world like that's what they really are wanting here it's like they it's like that's what they want so it's such a contradiction um to me uh and what i call it is conscience clout chasers where people within the conscious community want to throw others in the community under the bus you know, and, and, and make posts about them. And then they're like, they'll make a post about me and then they'll put their logo on the post or they'll put their Instagram name on the post. And it's like, you literally are doing all this and throwing your own sister under the bus, trying to have me end up lonely with nobody dealing with me, with no man. You want my man to just be done with me. You want, you want me to lose my whole family you know, just so you can get some followers, you know, or get a little fame. And I chose to uh, address this on the podcast because um, if somebody wants to hear the explanation, you're going to have to tune in. They're going to have to listen. It's going to have to benefit me in some way because by all these clout chasers taking photos of me because they know I have a large following in the community, they want me to repost it and you know clap back at them because they trying to gain that momentum but I won't give them the satisfaction um I'm mad that I even had to address this but it's it really is it's an honest concern um now the way people go about it I definitely feel like there is hidden hatred um I definitely feel like there are brothers who have tried to get at me in the past 
and a lot of men do not do well with that rejection and I truly believe there are brothers feeling extremely rejected uh, because I'm in a relationship and I'm happy and I think it's causing them to lash out at me in disgusting and negative ways um so you know if you all see it all going around everyone keeps sending it to me and dming it to me and i'm like listen all these people i block them you know and and they talk about me like a dog and then they go make other pages to be able to still look at my page it's it's really weird um so that's how i feel about that um this will be the first and last time that we will talk about this and we will address this And like I said, if you feel me, you feel me. If you don't, you don't. On a more positive and loving note, I have some amazing news. Okay. Now, if you already follow me on Instagram or Facebook, then you probably already know this. But for those of you that don't, drum roll, please. I'm getting married. be a whole wife out here in these streets like I am about to have to take care of this man the rest of his life like this is huge like I am about to spend the rest of my life with a man that is tall handsome sexy dark chocolate that treats me like a queen that doesn't cheat on me that beat on me that has his own business and makes money he's a provider he's a protector he has been raising my son as though it was his own you would never even know that it wasn't his biological child by how well he cares for my son he accepts me for who I am. He it, he supports my business. He supports everything that I do. I we trust each other like I and see the ancestors showed out. Okay. And he's a chef. It was like they was like, "Okay, you know what?" we gonna give you everything you want but we gonna go ahead and sprinkle a little something extra on there that you wasn't even planning on just to just to thank you for being loyal to us see when you're loyal to them they're loyal to you and i guess they say you know what and baby girl he gonna be a chef and he gonna be able to cook now the only downside to that is i've gained a few pounds so i if y'all see me somebody asked me was i pregnant and i was like first of all And this is another side note. Man, don't ever ask a woman, is she pregnant? For two reasons. Number one, our bodies go through crazy things. We get bloated, unbloated. We gain weight, lose weight. Our weight is always something that's a very touchy subject with us. So number one, don't ask because it's rude as hell. And number two, don't ask because it's not your business. So even if she is pregnant... If she wanted you to know that, she'll tell you. It's very invasive to ask a woman, like, are you pregnant? It's not your business. If she wanted to, you know, she would tell you. And if she's not clearly pregnant, don't say anything. Even if she does look clearly pregnant, you don't say anything. I know a sister that had a huge cyst that was growing in her lower stomach. And 
you would look at her and think she was pregnant, but it was actually a medical problem she was battling. And she had to constantly deal with people telling her congrats. It got to the point where she would just say thank you. She wouldn't even like say anything because she don't want to have to keep explaining herself. So it's best to just not say anything unless the woman says something. So someone was like, are you pregnant? And I'm like, nope, just fat. Like, uh, I'm marrying a chef and I blame this on him completely, but it just makes me want to go in a gym harder. See, I work out, but it's like, all this good food, you know. Whew. But anyway, I'm getting out of subject. I'm just so happy. Lately, I've been annoyingly happy. I've been annoying myself by happy how by how happy I am. I'm like, damn, I know if I'm annoying myself being this happy, I know others are definitely going to be annoyed seeing me this happy. And I've been so happy and so giddy that I'm like absent-minded lately. Like, I'm just like, I'm still floating on a cloud like nothing someone could be like there's a a tidal wave and it's crashing down on us at any second I'm like it's cool I love swimming like that's me right now like nothing can even like bring me down I am just so happy I honestly I'm in shock I cannot believe it a few years ago, I was getting cheated on. I was getting abused. I was getting abused physically, emotionally, spiritually. I truly, in my mind, felt like all men cheat and there's no such thing as a loyal man. I had really began to accept that in my head. I was like, this is what it is. And I had made a decision in my head. I was like, well, after I left my ex that was cheating on me nonstop. I was like, I'm just, I'm just going to be single because if this is what a relationship is, I can't do it. I really felt like all the good men were already married. So I was just like, damn, but it's amazing what happens when you change your mindset and you have a positive mindset towards black men. And that's me as a black woman. And it's the same as a black man. You need to have positive mindsets towards black women. Because while everybody else was giving me all these facts and numbers on why black love is not realistic and we're outnumbered and there's not enough good good black men to go around, I never let that become my reality. I always told myself that I don't care what you all are saying. I'm going to remain positive and I am going to manifest the man that I want. And so as opposed to turning bitter, which I very well could have done, and I did do for a short period of time, I never verbalized my bitterness, but in my mind, I did feel bitter. I I was just so tired. I was just like, what do you have to do to get a man that treats you the right way? You know, there's so many brothers that are so damaged emotionally, brothers that their mothers abandoned them, brothers that got their heart broken before and they don't recover. Men do not recover from heartbreak the way women do. And unfortunately for too many men, their mom is the first one that broke their heart. So they have a, they have an issue with catering to a woman and showing love to a woman because, you know, as a young boy, as a child, you love your mother. And when she doesn't show you that love back, it can make it very difficult for you to show love and affection to women you know, in your future. And I see that too many times in brothers. And I'm the kind of partner where I love to spoil my partner. I love to cater to them. 
Um, that's just me. I'm, I'm definitely a nurturer. I definitely like to, to cater to my man. So when I would never get that reciprocated in the way I wanted to in my relationships, it became discouraging. And I'm like, am I the only one in this world whose mother loved them? Am I the only one who had a loving childhood? Like, granted, we definitely had our issues with my mother's health and everything like that. But for the most part, I was loved. I, I never in my life had to doubt if I was loved. And I, 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 I got enough skin-to-skin contact with my mom. I got enough hugs. I, I don't think we understand the, the importance of physical touch with your children. When you're not affectionate with your children, they grow up and they're borderline sociopaths. They have no idea how to conduct themselves when, when it comes to love and affection. They have a complex about showing it. So I got to the point where I was like, I just want someone that loves like me. I want someone that didn't have issues growing up where they felt unloved and they're traumatized. I just want someone that is affectionate like me and loves the way I do and can be faithful and could be loyal like myself and that's what I did and I and I said okay that's what I'm going to put out there because that's what I want back and like I said why everybody else oh that love thing don't work out oh that black love is not realistic I refuse to accept that as my truth remain positive minded and I manifested the man that I want and um once I really embraced my femininity, I realized, okay, it's not that there are no good men out there. It's that the good men want feminine women. So because too many black women are um, not in touch with their feminine side and tend to be more masculine... Yeah, there's a lot of single women out here that they could get with, but that's not who they want. That's definitely not who they're going to marry. She might get some dick and dinner. She may get like a text buddy or here and there. But as far as the woman they're going to marry, they're not settling for anything less than a feminine woman. So inside myself, I'm like, I need to be feminine. I need to be sweet. I need to be loving. I just knew that that was going to get me in a good place. And lo and behold, I was able to attract a partner. And it's funny because it's someone that I had already known. Like I said, we're from the same city. You know, we had followed each other on social media for some time. So I was able to manifest, even though, like I said, I already knew him, but bring him to me, bring us together. I was able to manifest a man that reciprocates the love I give. And I would say that that's what I love about him the most is that he's not jaded. He comes from a good family, um, you know, a family that loved him and still does and supports him. So he's similar to me where he never in his life has felt like, He's not loved or as though someone does not care about him. Um, and so his bright eyes and bushy tails, like, that is what made me fall in love with him. The fact that he was still so pure. The fact that, like, the world had not drug him down. That it, he's a positive person. You know, that he still believes in love in the way I did. And that is what made me fall in love with that man. And... I even now, he never gets annoyed by how much I kiss him or how much I hug him or cuddle with him. Like when I want to kiss, he want to kiss. You know, it's it's not like I'm pulling teeth. And in in the past, I felt that way before. And um, 
I just love how we're able to be so affectionate. I can be very honest with him about everything. There's nothing I can't tell him. He's so patient. Um, I think that we also get attracted in our mates on what we lack in our on ourselves. And I am I'm not a patient person. I'm not. I hate I'm not patient in any way, shape, or form. Like when it comes to traffic, when it comes to anything, I'm like I'm the one like honking the horn, road rage, like get me out of here. Like that's me. So I think I'm intrigued by his level of patience and his calm demeanor. And you know, this is a six foot four you know, 250 pound black man with a beard. Like he's huge. Like when he walks in a room, he demands the attention. He demands it, but he doesn't have to do it by, you know, by showing his behind. He really is able to demand that masculine respect um, on his own. And uh, that attracts me. I, I just, I just find myself so attracted to him. Like he literally could be sitting on the couch watching TV and I'm over there like, Ooh, shit turning me on the way you watch tv like that (laughs) um but it's just it's just his demeanor that says i don't need to prove anything to anyone like i already know what's up you know if if you see that cool if you don't cool And, and i love that mystique that he possesses um anyway i'm rambling again so Now, let me get to the story. I know y'all want to hear. So how did it all go down? So his mother ended up calling us and she said that she had, she got a a big promotion at work. Um, And she's like, oh, we're going to be celebrating my promotion. I want you and your family to come through. So I was like, okay. Now, I I, I knew that marriage was coming soon for us, but I'm like, I don't want to assume that this is what it really is because, so, because what if it's not? Because there was a time before um, he did like a chili cook-off a few weeks ago and I thought he was going to ask me um, at the cook-off. So I was just sitting there like waiting and he didn't. So I felt kind of dumb. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to assume this anymore. <laughs> whenever he's ready, whenever he decides to do it, I'm going to do it. So I didn't assume. Now in my mind, I was like, hmm, maybe, but I'm like, let me not make an ass of myself and think that I know what I'm talking about if I don't. So, um, so now that morning, this was this past Saturday. I think it was like the ninth. I want to say, yeah, was it the ninth? Yeah, it was the ninth. And uh, my son had a basketball game, and uh, we we went to the game, and then we got the game, and and the brunch was set for you know to after the game. So we get out the game, we go home, we get dressed, and we head out. You know, so I put on a nice pretty dress and some sandals, did my hair. And, um, we, uh, here in Orlando, there's a part of town called down, uh, downtown Orlando, like Lake Eola area. Um, and for those that live here or have been here, you know, Lake Eola is beautiful. It's such a nice ambiance. It's a nice, beautiful lake with a park and there's tons of like brick and mortar style restaurants, you know, privately owned small businesses all over the place. It's cute. It's the vibe is great at Lake Eola. And, um, we ended up going to this restaurant. Uh, it was called 310 Grill. And so we walk in. And the restaurant has huge windows. And so we walk in. And I walk in. And his entire family is there. Including his 95-year-old grandmother. That I am 100% in love with. Um, 
And his whole family is there, and a few of my friends are there. And when I walked in and I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. <laughs> like, in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, it's about to go down. So I go around the table, of course, greeting grandma first, gave her a hug or kiss, greet his mother, his father, his uncles, and his sister, and um, his brother, which he, the only reason why he wasn't there is because he lives in North Carolina. Um, he was on FaceTime. <laughs> so, you know, I go around and say hi to everybody, then I sit down and me and my king are very symbiotic because we're almost like the same person. It's kind of scary. He's like the male version of myself. But we're so symbiotic. So, like, I am I sit down and I'm watching this man stand in front of me. And I'm and, and it, it just hit me all at once. I'm like, he did all of this for me. All these people are here for me. This man is about to ask me in front of his whole family to be his wife. So now I feel the tears starting to well up. And it was and it wasn't even necessarily tears of happiness. It was more so tears of honor. I felt so honored. Like the honor was overwhelming for me. I was I was humbled and I was just taken aback in that moment. So I'm looking at him and he was looking so good. He had on this like button up shirt and he was just looking so good. And I'm just looking at this good looking man and I'm just like, oh my God. Whew. So now I'm like, whew, whew. so the tears start welling up and he looks at me and he sees my tears starting to well up. And so he, I know, and I know the way he thinks, I know in his mind, he's like, oh shit. <laughs> I know he's like, oh my God, she's crying. This is going to make me cry. Let me just hurry up and say this before the, the tears start welling up. So he like takes a deep breath and I can tell by the way he's breathing. It's like, do not cry. Do not cry. <laughs> he literally, his whole energy is like, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And um, he says... He says, uh, I think we all know why we're here. He was like, so I'm going to just go ahead and get straight to it. And he looks at me and he says, baby, I love you. Uh, you make me a better man. I, I can't imagine my life without you. And I want to spend the rest of my life with you. So then he reaches in his pocket and I, okay, I had a real deal out-of-body experience like I had a real deal one because he gets on one knee and I when I tell you I went deaf like I went completely deaf like I couldn't hear I could not even hear when he said will you marry me like it literally didn't I, I couldn't hear so I'm boohoo crying so I'm just like yeah. And he's looking at me like, so... And I look around like, oh, oh, he asked, he said it. I didn't even hear. So I'm like, of course. <laughs> it was so funny. He looks at me like, uh... And I'm looking at him like, what? And everyone's looking at me like, so... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't hear him. I went deaf. 
I was so happy I lost my hearing. <laughs> and um, I, I said, of course. And he put this rock, this beautiful ring on my finger. And um, he just, he puts his arms around me. He pulls me up to give him a hug. And we hug and we kiss. And then one of his uncles was like, they need to get a room. <laughs> it was so funny. And then my sweet, precious son comes over there. And my sunlight just looks at me. And he's kind of looking like, hey, what about me? And so um, we just embrace him. And we all hugged. And I just, it was pure bliss. It was just a moment of, that was like one of the best moments of my life. I just, I still, like every time I even talk about it, I can't. So then, you know, we eat and we all talk and... It was just a beautiful thing. So now, you know, everyone finishes eating and I, like my face starts to hurt. (laughs) And then I realized that my face was hurting because I had been smiling so much. (laughs) So it was like I smiled so much that I literally, my face started hurting and I literally was like, Oh my God. I I was like, I have to go lay down. Like my face hurts so badly. I've never smiled so much. Um, and so uh we went home. We first of all we shipped Elijah off because you know we just wanted to have some alone time. So one of my one of my girlfriends took Elijah with her and um we went home and we were gonna go out. We were like, maybe we should go out and celebrate, and then we were like, or we could stay in. So, you know, we stayed in and uh, celebrated with each other, just the two of us, if you know what I mean. And then we went to sleep. That was it. Like, it, 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 it was like, I wish I had a more extravagant, like, ending to the day. But that man took me straight home and put me to sleep. <laughs> I was out like the Drake song. Like the Drake song, out like a light. <laughs> Slept through the flight. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I was like, uh, what's her name, daughter? I'm motherfucking tired. Okay, we was in that thing like Jay Holiday. I should put you to bed. Bed. <laughs> but we was in that singing Chris Brown song like, are you bad to sleep, girl? Oh. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we woke up the next morning and... It was funny, like, I woke up, and I went to, like, wipe my eye. And like I said, I'm I'm left-handed. That's my dominant hand. So, like, I go to wipe my eye, and I forget that I have the ring on, and I damn near scratch my eyeball out, because I literally scraped this ring across my freaking eyes. And I kind of jump up, like, oh, shit. And I look at the ring, and I'm like, oh, my God. It's real. Like, I, I wasn't dreaming. <laughs> and, um... I woke up and I rolled over and I looked at him and he opened his eyes. He looks at me and we both just smile. And I was just like, good morning, future husband. And he laughed and he was like, good morning, future wife. And uh, I um, I actually had to work that morning. And I was like, man, I don't even want to go to work. Like, I am, I don't even want to come up for air. Um, And I got up and went to work and I walk into work and I'm like, do 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 I'm like good morning everyone everyone's like good morning how are you 
And I'm like, I'm doing great. And I like pull my hand out and everyone screams and it was like, ah, and it was, you know, it was just, it was just all that. So I'm telling like all my clients all day, some of them notice, uh, if y'all don't know, I'm a barber and some of them notice on their own. Some of them didn't, but some of them was like, oh, I see you have a new addition on your hand. I'm like, yep. And it's funny because even throughout my, like my days since then, just my everyday life, like errands and stuff. I feel like when there's a ring on your finger, there's a different level of respect for you. It's it's more like, okay, you know, she belonged to someone, so be careful with that one right there. Um, I just feel like it, it gives you a sense of, like, um, a sense of purpose and a sense of, uh, I don't know, a sense of meaning. Uh, definitely, when a woman gets married, her she is validated as a woman, 100%. Marriage is uh, bigger than just you. It's bigger than just your spouse. Marriage is a responsibility. Uh, marriage is a duty. Um, you know, so th- there's there's so many aspects that go into that. And uh, I take that so seriously. And, you know, me and him, we're about to, you know, build this family. So... Now we have to set a wedding day. I, I really want to get married in September. Um, I would love a September wedding. So we're just searching for venues. Um, you know, and like I'm like, oh my God, now I got to plan a wedding. So he has a pretty big family. If it was up to me, this wedding would be 20 people max. And that would be it. But his family alone is a good 40, 50 people. So... I know this wedding is going to be huge. I didn't really want to do it that way, but, you know, you got to have the family present because that's what African unions are about. It is about joining two families together. It's not just those two people joining together. It's a joining of two families. So we got to have the families there. So this is going to be crazy, but I'm ready for it. I plan on keeping it simple. The only thing I plan on showing out with is, you know, my dress. Um, I plan on, and this is not to put down any other brides out there, but I'm going to tell y'all like this. I plan on being like the most beautiful bride ever. Like, I plan on being so beautiful on my wedding day that it will, like, go down in history. It will be, like, the bride of the century. Like, I want it, like, that status. So, (laughs) I'm letting y'all know now I've claimed title as the most beautiful bride because this wedding day is going to be lit. This wedding about to be, like, coming to America, okay? (laughs) Like... It's about to be like on a whole nother level. So, um, so yeah, so I was getting married. Then I'm like, oh no, I'm going to have to change the whole like premise of my podcast. Cause my podcast is like the world through the eyes of like a single black female. So I'm like, oh no, now I have to like switch that up because I am not single anymore. So I was thinking about little things like that. So yeah, so Six of Goddess and Chef Todd are getting married, um, and I could not be happier. I'm ready to get this man a baby, you hear me? I am ready. I'm ready to have these beautiful, chocolate, tall, strong, intelligent babies. So, um, I just wanted to share with you, this, this, my podcast has really been a journey, and uh, it's really just been an open book of myself. I've just been very transparent, and 
I definitely wanted to share this moment with everyone. I am so happy. Um, if anyone has services that they would like to offer for the wedding, we are totally open to accepting that. Um, this wedding, there will be a lot of eyes on this wedding. It's going to be a big deal. So if you have services that you want to get out there for this wedding, by all means, we are ready to support you, you know, and, and getting your business out there with this wedding. So feel free to either email me at sticks at yahoo.com or you can DM me on Instagram at goddess six footer and that's g-o-d-d-i-s underscore s-i-x-f-o-o-t-a-h um now we're way over time for this week but i had to let you guys know what was going on um this episode i feel good i feel like we got so many things in order Uh, i want to thank you all for listening please remember to subscribe rate write a review do whatever you can whether it's a good or bad review or good or bad rating they all make the difference like subscribe applaud all that i appreciate it i want to thank you all for listening and as always peace love and black power